Welcome, welcome, welcome to a wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and I am your host through this wonderful podcast that is the only podcast that I can find or have been even looking for that is reading the Bible from cover to cover. Hi, guys. How you doing? Let's knock out some business out front just to say that we did. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, this is going to be kind of an explicit little show. I'm sure you saw with the E uh, that is labeled wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but you can send us emails and whatever else you need to send us uh, at accordingtostupid at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us uh, on the Twitter sphere at accordtostupid uh, right on there. So, um, yeah, those are the big bits of business. But of course, I would be remiss to tell you that please be leaving reviews uh, on the Apple Podcast app. That's the best place to do these sort of things. Or if you find you want to just leave reviews everywhere, that's even better. Um, And share with your friends, of course. A little bit of retweeting and a little bit of that really helps us out. So thank you guys so much for doing such a thing. Um, Yeah. Sorry, guys, this is coming out uh, a day late and some might remark a dollar short. But, uh... If you've been listening from the beginning, that's nothing necessarily new. But we're going to start this off, as we always do, with who the hell is actually listening to this. And I'm really glad there are people listening. And a couple weeks ago, we had quite a few people listening to this. And it looks like, hopefully, some of you guys kind of came back from (laughs) the massive amounts of people listening to this. Um, So we're going to start it off with uh, the top... Oh, holy shit, there's only two places listening to us internationally. That seems odd. Uh, The two places listening to us, countries, usually we have a lot more, but eh, weird week, I suppose. Uh, March is strange that way. Uh, The two top countries, usually there's more than that, but the top two countries are Germany and the United States, uh, keeping on with this. And uh, Germany's number two, with the United States being numero uno. Of course we're numero uno. Um, But, let's see how we rank... uh, in so much as uh, cities-wise. Now, if you want to see your nice little city ranked on this sort of thing, all you got to do is listen, tell your friends, and then you guys, too, might be on this particular podcast. You can see your your place of interest. Oh, there's only eight this time. Damn, weird week. Anyway, so, everybody ready? Put your pencils down. At number eight, we have the Bronx, New York. Hi. I actually didn't know that was... Is it a city? I'm assuming. The Bronx, uh, I'm assuming. Uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, US of A. Lingen, Germany at number six. Uh, Guten Tag. Uh, San Luis Obispo? San Luis Obispo, California at number five. Number four, Mountain Home Air Force Base. At number three, Atlanta, Georgia. Enjoy your filmmaking. Uh, Number two, West Jordan, Utah. And numero uno is Boise of Idaho. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okie dokie. Um, where were we? Um, last thing we had was a bunch of, uh, we had Samuel and, um, motherfucker. Samuel's trying to crown a king, right? And God is like, don't do it. And then kind of went, yeah, go do it. And then punished everybody for doing that. Um, for making a king because he felt a little bit on the jealous side. And of course, I forget the dude's name because I only do this about once a week and I keep fucking forgetting. Um, but he, Samuel saved this dude. And, oh, sorry for the squeak. Um, and basically made him king because he was pretty much doing a good job with things. And it uh, it didn't go terribly well, um, as I remember. Um, oh, Saul, that's his name. 
<laughs> I should remember this. Anyway, um, so they're sacrificing stuff and and everybody's happy. Saul's become the new king, but God is quite irate despite the fact he was like, do it, but don't. Anyway, so everybody ready for Samuel chapter 12? <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> All right, let's get this going. God's hitting me with the plague. Uh, chapter 12, And Samuel said unto all Israel, Behold, I have hearkened unto your voice in all that ye said unto me, and have made a king over you. Saul. And now behold, the king walketh before you, and I am old and gray-headed, and behold, my sons are with you, and I have walked before you from my childhood until this day. So far, so good. Behold, here I am, witness against me before the Lord and before his anointed, whose ox have I taken, or whose ass have I taken, or whom have I defrauded, whom have I oppressed, or of whose hand have I received any bribe or to blind mine eyes therewith, and I will restore it you. All right, so he's putting out there that, you know, hey, I haven't fucked over anybody, and so if I say this guy's great, you're getting it from a good source. And they said, Thou hast not defrauded us, nor oppressed us, neither hast thou taken aught of any man's hand. So everybody agreed. And he said unto them, The Lord is witness against, witness against you, and his anointed is witness this day, that ye have not found aught in my hand. And they answered, He is witness. Okay. And Samuel said unto the people, It is the Lord that advanced, Moses and Aaron, uh, and that brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Yes, we're constantly reminded of this. Now therefore stand still that I may reason with you before the Lord of all the righteous acts of the Lord, which he did to you and to your fathers. Fuck. So he's going to, sounds like he's going to do a long-ass list of, here's why God's great. When Jacob was coming to Egypt land, that part was added, when Jacob was coming to Egypt and your fathers cried unto the Lord, then the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, which brought forth your fathers out of Egypt and made them dwell in this place. This seems to me to be a filler chapter. And when they, when they forgot their lord, forget him, uh, he sold them into the hand of Caesarea, captain of the host of Hazor, into the hand of the Philistines, into the hand of the king of Moab. And they fought against them. And they cried unto the Lord. And he said, we have, and we said, we have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served Balaam and Ashtaroth, which is also still a great name. And now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies and we will serve thee. And the Lord being the guy who so flippity flops, and seeing as how these are the only people who's ever worshipping him, he had to come and save them. And the Lord sent uh, Jerubal and ben Bedan and <clears throat> Jephthah and Samuel and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side, and ye dwelled safe. Great. And when ye saw that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon, came against you, ye said unto me, Nay, but a king shall reign over us when the Lord your God was your king. Uh, Samuel's bringing this shit back around. And therefore, behold the king whom ye have chosen, and whom ye have desired, and behold, the Lord hath sent a king over you. Ah, uh, okay, so it was like, don't do it. Wait, what if I send a king to them? Uh, this is a, ha uh, ha ha, we're doing this like two pillars of sort of stuff. I am your God, but you also need someone to reign over you to be the king who is appointed thing, and is a direct line from me to you. This is probably where we got our priests in the Catholic Catholic? Wow, that's a first. Catholic religion, I'm assuming. At least the little beads and threads of that idea. Maybe. Fuck. I don't know. You're also listening to a guy who has, uh, had not had one... Well, I've had mythology... Mytho oh, fuck, I'm saying all sorts of shit wrong today. Mythology classes. I've had a theology class, or at least a philosophy of religion. That was fun. Anyway, here we go. Uh, so, yeah. 
Now we have Saul, who's still being a king. If ye will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall ye, both ye and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. Hey, all right, everything's working out. But if ye will not obey the Lord, the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. That's actually a pretty good one right there. 1215, that one's pretty great. You might want to put that one on a poster. Now, therefore, stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Nito, uh, is it not we? Uh, wow, is it not wheat harvest today? I will call unto the Lord, and He will He shall send thunder and rain, that ye may well you may fuck that ye may perceive and see that your wickedness is great. Okay, which ye have done in the sight of the Lord, and asking you a king. Okay, don't we want rain for the wheat harvest? I mean, I know we're harvesting, that's not exactly, you know, we're not planting, but, uh, okay, uh, you know what, we're going to look that up. We looked this stuff up on, uh, let's see, we looked this shit up on, uh, motherfucking, uh, biblehub.com, and I kind of fucked it up a little bit, um, so... Uh, here we go. We're going to look this thing up. So let's see. That was uh, uh, chapter 12, uh, 17. So we're going to be totally sure what the fuck is going on here. Uh, 14, 17. Here we go. Okay. So New International. Wheat harvest now. I'll call the Lord to send thunder and rain. You will realize what an evil thing you did in the eyes of the Lord when you asked for a king. Oh, again, they're just hippity hopping, man. Yeah, it's still motherfucking hippity hopping. Um, let's see, what is there an easier version? The Nasib? I don't know what that is. HCSB? I don't know what the fuck that is either. Uh, isn't the wheat harvest today? I will call on the Lord, and he will send thunder and rain, so that you will know and see what a great evil you committed the Lord's sight by requesting a king for yourselves. I, I seem to think like like some verses say yes, and some verses say no. Uh, all right, whatever. So God's going to do some shit. So Samuel called unto the Lord, and the Lord set thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God, that we die not. For we have added unto all our sins this evil to ask for ask a king. I wonder how Saul feels about this. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness. Yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. All right, just a threat, I guess. I guess it's just a preemptive threat, maybe being like, if you're good and the king's good and everyone's good and everyone's follow God, everything's going to be fine. But if you don't and you still have this motherfucking king, fuck you. And turn you not aside, uh, for then should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. Eh, I'm kind of a fan of vain things. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Has it? Has it really? I, I don't really feel like it has. 1222 seems like a lie. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and the right way. About fucking... Fuck you, dude. About fucking time. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he hath done for you. But yeah, if ye shall do... If ye shall still do wickedly... Uh, ye shall be consumed, both ye and your king. Fair enough. It's just a warning chapter. You might have fucked up a little bit of the harvest, but 
there's something scary and so on. But also, can't we blame Samuel for going like, oh, don't worry, let me show you after I've punished you how to do things, as opposed to, <laughs> I should have been doing this from the beginning, you know? Fuck it, whatever. Yeah, so long as everyone's happy, everyone's happy. Right? Right. Okay, uh, Saul reigned one, uh, chapter 13. Saul reigned one year, and when he had reigned two years over Israel, Saul chose him 3,000 men of Israel, whereof 2,000 were with Saul in Michmash, Mishmash, and in Mount Bethel, and 1,000 were with Jonathan in Gibeah of Benjamin. Hey, awesome. And the rest of the people he sent every man to his tent. And Jonathan smote the garrison of the Philistines that was in Jeba. Yeah, I did. And the Philistines heard of it. Uh, well, I hope they did, because God knows I sent them probably something great. And Saul blew a trumpet throughout all the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. And all Israel heard say that Saul had smitten a garrison of the Philistines. Ew. And that Israel also had was that it, and that Israel also was had an abomination with the Philistines. Um Okay. And the people were called together after Saul to Gilgal. Uh, okay, so Saul's taking credit for what Jonathan did. What an asshole. Um, and apparently they think that Saul is in cahoots with the Philistines. But I thought we killed all them, but they just keep coming back. And the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel, 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen, and people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitude. And they came up and pitched in mishmash. I, I have no idea how to pronounce it. It, it the best way is mismatch mishmash uh eastward from Bethhaven uh when the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait no shit for the people were distressed I bet uh then the people did hide themselves in caves and in thickets and in rocks and in high places and in pits fair enough probably not a good idea to hide in pit hide in pits but hey and some of the Hebrews went over to Jordan to the land of Gad and to Gilead as for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. What happened to Jonathan? He was doing a great job. And he tarried seven days, according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring hither a burnt offering to me, and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the, offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him, that he might salute him. I feel like Samuel is turning into a very Merlin-esque character. Anyone else kind of feeling that? I certainly am. And Samuel said, What hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, uh, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Mishmash. Therefore, said I, the Philistines will come down now upon uh, me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. Whoops. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. Okay, fair enough. You did a little thing. Uh, but Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly, thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For, uh, for now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever, as he has constantly promised, but then he has really not delivered. But then again, we also have not exactly delivered on our end of the bargain, because we fucking blow at it. But we're also made in God's image, so it's kind of the jokes on him. But now the kingdom shall not continue, and the Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart. Oh, that's where that came from. Nice. Uh, sought him a man after his own heart. Oh, wait, that actually means a bad thing. Let me double check this madness. 
Because I just want to see how this translates to other things. Because I'm wondering... Uh, but now your kingdom shall not endure. The Lord hath sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people, because you have not kept the Lord's command. Uh, the Lord has found a man loyal to him, and the Lord has appointed him ruler over his people. But we don't know who the fuck that is. That's not a good thing. Hopefully it's this Jonathan fellow who seems to be doing such a good job. Um, and apparently God hates the Philistines. Uh, da -da 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 -da. So, okay, there we go. That clears some shit up. A man after my own heart uh, kind of means like someone who's after who's going to take your position or after, you know, uh, you know, I always thought it was one of those things of being like, oh, someone I could fall for, you know, someone who you could love. Uh, but it sounds like I mean, it kind of works, I guess. Eh. Uh, but now the kingdom shall not continue. And the Lord hath sought a man out of his own heart. Ba -ba -da -ba 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 -ba. And Samuel arose and got him up from Gilgal to Gibeah of Benjamin. And Saul numbered the people that were present without him, about 600 men. Not a lot. And Saul and Jonathan, his son. Oh, that's who he is. Good to know. And the people that were present with them abode in Gibeah of Benjamin. But the Philistines encamped in Mishmash. And the spoilers... Eh, uh, came out of the camp of the Philistines in three companies. One company turned uh, unto the way that leadeth to Ophrah, unto the land of Shual, Nido, and another company turned the way to Beth Horon, and another company turned the way to the border that looked into the valley of Zeboim towards the wilderness. So he's going to do a, a funky pincer attack, it seems. Now there was no smith found throughout the land of Israel, for the Philistines said, Lest the Hebrews make them swords or spears, but all the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen every man his share and his coulter and his axe and his mattock. What the fuck is a mattock? Yeah, what the fuck is a mattock? Twenty. All right, let's find out what a mattock is. Tw uh, still a mattock. Mattock, mattock. His hoe. Oh, no, that's no. still a mattock. Mat I, don't, I don't know what a mattock is. Oh, well, fuck it. Uh, so it came to pass the day of the battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people that were with Saul and Jonathan, but the, but with Saul and with Jonathan, his son, there were, was the, but what? But with Saul and with Jonathan, his son was there found. Uh, okay. So nobody, everybody's got sticks and stones and shit, but Saul and Jonathan have swords and shit. And the garrison of the Philistines went out to the passage of Mishmash. Okay. All right, we're going to get into a cool chapter that bears my name. Um, We're going to leave it off here, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. Please leave a review, preferably five stars. But, you know, if not, you know, you can follow the course of that one person who clearly did not read that this was a semi-explicit uh, podcast. Reading the Bible and trying to be Christian or trying to figure out why people are Christian or if I should become one. I don't know. Anyway, uh, you can find me at according to stupid at gmail.com and you can find me at accord to stupid uh, on the Twitter sphere. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And you've been gospel to by the stupid. <laughs>